This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We often hear about um, things that are happening far away, and you know, it, it's, a, it's a 20 second item on the news and, and we carry on. Um, but if you dig a little bit deeper and you take a closer look at the situation, it's absolutely staggering to hear what's going on in Pakistan right now. Um, flooding, monsoon season flooding there uh, has caused massive, massive destruction. More than a thousand people dead so far. Um, homes, like over a million homes have been destroyed. Uh, millions of people are without um, shelter, without food, and now facing illness. Officials there are saying today they're very concerned about the spread of waterborne diseases among the thousands of flood victims there. Doctors saying they're seeing patients traumatized by the flooding, but now they're dealing with people suffering from skin infections and waterborne ailments. It's a disaster. It really, really is. Clean drinking water is not something that a lot of people have right now. So the United Nations yesterday uh, formally issuing an appeal for $160 million in emergency funding to try and help people there. More than a million homes have been demolished or destroyed. Uh, let's get an update on uh, the situation. And, and, you know, when we hear something like this, what what we do know about it and, you know, what the long-term effects could be. We're going to chat with Dr. Ferry DeKerkov, who is a senior fellow at the Graduate School of Public and International Affairs at the University of Ottawa and a fellow at the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. Uh, Dr. Kerkov, thank you for joining us. Always a delight to chat with you, sir. Hello, Perry, are you there? Dr. Ferry, Dr. Ferry de Kirkhove, hello. Okay, we're going to try and get him back. Um, yeah, just to give you, a, you know, a, a, some idea of exactly what the situation is. It started uh, last week, I want to say, maybe even more than that. Uh, monsoon season is nothing unusual, but this year has been absolutely catastrophic. And the flooding has, as I say, destroyed uh, over a million homes, uh, over a thousand people confirmed dead, and now illness starting to spread. There's not even clean drinking water. Okay, let's try it again. Let's go to Dr. Karakov. Uh Dr. Karakov, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Got you loud and clear now, sir. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Um, the, okay. Scale, the scale of this disaster, Dr. Kirkov, reading about exactly what the situation is in Pakistan, it's, it's staggering just how widespread and devastating this flooding situation is. Yeah, you know what? I have to start with once again talking about climate change because there's no doubt that the monsoon seasons in that part of Asia is what regulates the everyday life of every single people, every single animal, any, you know, and, and now it's gone totally bonkers. And Pakistan has a unique setup because, as we all know, Pakistan was born after the partition from, from the British Empire, as it were, in 1947, where India and Pakistan emerged on the basis of religion. And, and so Pakistan is a kind of a, creation from no, nothing other than the religious factor, because Pakistan is a newcomer, but 
Punjab, Punjab goes back historically. In fact, uh, Alexander the Great saw his last victory uh, when he won against the Punjabi king and eventually withdrew and died a few, a few months later. So there's a history there. But now the, 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 the economic and geographic situation between Pakistan and India is such that the, the control of the flow of the river, the Indus, is, is in the hands more of the Indian than the Pakistani. So the whole water situation in Pakistan has been terribly complicated. And, and so there are the mercy of changes in the patterns of, of climate. And that's what is happening now. It, it's a... You know, Pakistan is a country who now harbors around 210 million people. When I was a high commissioner to Pakistan, uh, it was it was around 110. So we're talking about a country literally imploding over itself with very limited means to counter this kind of horrifying event, with very limited, real solid buildings. You've got mud houses. And so what is happening is horrifying. And of course, we have focused over the years of the Western world and particularly the Americans on Pakistan being the harboring of the Taliban, Pakistan and Afghanistan. And it's all turned into, you know, what do we do with that? And there's never been a continuous pattern of improving the lots and the infrastructure of the country. It has always been... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free to do with the military power there, with what the what the Pakistani can do to offset the Taliban, what is going. So the, the, the country is, and I have to say, I love the country. I was a kid in Pakistan when my mother was teaching at the University of Peshawar and my father was dealing with the Kashmir. So I have a long history with that country. And, and the, the problem is that we've all focused, rightly so to a certain extent, on the security side, the right. nuclear power, the Kashmir debate, all of that, ignoring the infrastructure of the country. And that is one of the greatest error and, 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 and the, the, the mistake of not having invested in the country other than from a military perspective. Well, this is the thing, because you take a look at the position they're in now. And as you, I mean, monsoon flooding happens in Pakistan. And it's particularly bad this year, no question about it but the fact is now you're looking at as you said over a million homes have been destroyed and you know the infrastructure in terms of housing is horrible in many places agriculture has largely been wiped out in some parts of the country so i mean when an incident like this happens the country itself is not in a position to absorb it or to respond to it 
Not only that, it has, you know, we, we've seen the politics of that country. As you know, half of the story of, the, of this country has been under military yoke or under military influence. The previous the Prime Minister, Imran Khan, was a stooge in the hands of the military. And don't forget, the military are not just a military power. They're also an economic power, and they control between 30 to 50 percent of the economy. And, and in a sense, I'm pretty sure that their, their establishment and their concerns are very well kept because... They had the money and they had the authority to force people to do to do things. Now, what is sad from a political perspective is that you have the brother of Nawaz Sharif now, who's Shabazz Sharif, who is the prime minister, and he's a fixer. He Unfortunately, Nawaz was the prime minister and did nothing for his country, while uh, Shabazz was the, the, the governor or the, the chief minister, if you wish, of the province of Punjab and made some significant change and improvement in, in that city and his region. Now he's, he's, now he's, you know, he's stuck with a country in total disarray. And, and the politics will play against him and we'll probably find yet another feud between the PPP, the, part, the former party of Benazir Bhutto, the, the MQM, which is kind of the religious party. And now you have, you know, his own, uh, his own party that will have to withstand the pressure of change. So when I see the 160 million requirements, uh, the, the appeal for help, I'm not even sure that 160 million will do a major dent into the situation. We're talking about the need for rebuild the country, which is more important. And I've said that for years and years and years. Afghanistan, yes, because you had al-Qaeda and that you wanted to punish them for 9-11, all that. But pardon me, despite the horror of 9-11, Afghanistan was a minor player in a geographic environment which had the two nuclear powers facing one another. And and therefore, I've always said Pakistan is a much more important country in the region. Focus on that one and try and build it. The Chinese are doing a stellar work because the West has ignored Pakistan. And in a, in a sense, I would say that China nearly owns Pakistan now because it has invested in every sector of society. And they are also worried about the security situation in Pakistan because some of their workers are attacked by the Pakistani side of the Taliban, the uh, Haqqani uh, group, which is nested in the northwest frontier, which now is called Pakhtunkhawa. So so we're talking about a situation that is terribly complex over and beyond the tragedy and the catastrophe that has happened, which, of course, reduces the ability to provide any support for the people. We're talking about thousands of deaths. We're talking about, as you said, just you know, millions of houses destroyed. And this is not going to be, to be resolved overnight. The $160 million might help here and there. But we're talking about a year to a year and a half of reconstruction. And that reconstruction will still be done in the antique way, mud house with illiterate people. So I, I'm, I really suffer for a country that I really enjoyed and loved when I was high commissioner because the people are wonderful. So, so Ferry, when you say that a year, a year and a half building back to the way they were, which to, to us seems unthinkable how many people will be sick and die in the meantime and we're hearing horrible news coming out of that country already you know what i'm sorry to say that because as i said i love the country there were wonderful people but i'm talking about we're going to have million people that disappear from from that catastrophe I'm, i'm having my pakistani friends sending messages that are more alarming than i can put to you on the phone wow 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, uh, Ferry, thank you so much for your insight. As always, we appreciate you joining us today.